What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a comedian, host of both the Not Another True Crime podcast and virtual reality team for page six. And I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Danny Murphy. How Hi. are you? Oh my God, I'm so much better after hearing you say you put the mess in the message. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm starting the new year, baby. That's how I'm starting the new year. I am all for that. That is a perfect 2023 kickoff. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here too. I appreciate it so much. Listen, we are playing on words because I'm not a messy person, but I am a hot ass mess. Yes. The message. And sometimes, you know, it's always like if you're just coming from love and silliness, sometimes you're just like, it's all, every, everything's all good. <laughs> yeah. We live in America. We're, we're in perpetual mess. That is, that is true. And it gets messier by the day. <laughs> the day, minute, hour. Yeah. Just vote and sip tea. It's all right. <laughs> now, listen, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Let's do a check in. What's going on with Danny? How are you, love? You know, I feel like it's good that you got me at the beginning of January because it's when, I don't know if I'm just feeling good or I'm forcing myself to feel good because I'm just excited for a new year when I'm like, okay, everything that you said, oh, you'll wait till 2023 to like accomplish or start or change, it's now. So I'm still in the false sense of belief that I will accomplish and stick to everything I'm telling myself to do. So I'm feeling great. (laughs) Yeah. I'm completely with you because I am like, you know, I treat the new year as this false sense of hope. Like we're gonna thrive. Me three, this is our year. We're gonna do things. It's gonna happen. It's a clean slate. Yes. New year, new me. I, I take that so seriously. It's like new year, new me. You didn't know me. A hundred percent. And I do it and I do it the cheat way where I'm like, okay, January is my new start. But then if I'm like mid-year check-in, not really at it, I'm like, I'm going by the school calendar. September can be my new like like a flash start, okay? And I'm like, no guys, I was just waiting for school to be back in session to get it going. But I know, and also I think, cause some people always laugh and say like, oh my God, you really take like new year, new me so seriously. But I feel it really does help. And it gives me like a good like focus point. And then I kind of like just like the reflectiveness of January where you're kind of like, what do you want to keep on doing from the new year? What do you want to stop? What do you hope to start doing? And everything like that. So it gives you just a good attempt at a foundation. That's why my new year doesn't start until February. 
I'm starting at Black History Month. Let me take January to get reflective and just, you know, take take inventory. Yes. Get, get my feet wet, see what's going on in the new yeah. year. Let, let, let me just take December to just, you know, put everything in the last year to rest. Oh. Take January to just pick everything up and figure out what's going on in this year, and then February. Then I'm gonna start a Black History Month. You me. might be onto something there. I, I I feel that is the perfect the perfect new approach. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah, I, I, I've been doing it for years, and so far it's been working. Yes. Oh my god, I love it. So your point about September being your new start. I started this podcast in September of 2022, oh, and wow. I like it was like a brand new start for me. Yes. Like, like I, because I've, you know, I, I've done a YouTube channel. I've done an other YouTube channel. I've done a podcast before, and I feel like I'm starting completely over. Like I've done a mixtape channel. I'm out here rapping and things. Like uh, I'm, I'm out here in these streets. Okay. Wait, I love that, and that you're just like flexing all of your skills in every single avenue. I do what I can. You know, yes. I, I'm just. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm, you know, real thirsty for greatness and whatnot. Yes. So, you know, I just felt like when I started this podcast, it was really like a brand new, like, I felt like I was completely starting over. Like, it was just like a reset. And everything that's, like, all the things that have come from it so far have been so great. So, like, going into this new year, I do feel like it's like a new semester now. It's like, oh, okay, well, I took that semester to really get things going. Now, I'm in January. Now we're in a new quarter. Now we about to get it popping. Yes. Now we're going to the dean's list and the honor rolls and things. Now we're about to get awards. Yes, your midterms, you will be getting A's on all your midterms, because they come at the yes. end of the yes, 100%. Like, I've got new opportunities, child. I'm getting bumped up to honors classes. I'm so proud oh. of my. Like I just inter inter interviewed my first housewife and it was perfect for my podcast. Like yes. it was perfect for me and my my like platform because I do a lot of like social awareness and like, you know, heavy topic talk yeah. on the channel. And so the perfect person to come on my podcast that was a housewife was a housewife with a racism scandal. I was like, oh, this is. Well, when you told me, you, I was like, because you told me when we were like scheduling this, who you were interviewing, I was like, oh, okay, Dad, we're going to Dallas. How? Tuesday. <laughs> oh, I am so excited to listen to that. And I also love too that you're finding a way to combine all your passions and interests and things that you're so talented to talk about all into one with like reality TV, uh, culture, everything like that, what you stand for. So, I mean, it's a really perfect way that you're like, building your own avenue with that. Thank you so much. You know, I you know, I, I really say the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten is to have a unique voice in a very relative conversation. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like everybody's talking about reality TV, everybody's talking about pop culture, everybody's talking about celebrities and housewives and all of those things. But what makes your input in that different? Like what makes like what makes your your voice in that stand out? And so I'm just trying to have the most unique voice possible in the most relative conversation. <laughs> I love that. Cause it's always, it's it's like too, cause I feel there's always people and I'm sure people are asking you about this cause you've been doing it for like years too. And people are like, oh, like what should I start? Like I want to start one. It's like, what kind of podcast do you wish exists? Make mm -hmm. that. And you know, exactly. It's like, I feel like that's what you're doing too, which is so good. Yeah. It's like, what show are you not listening to? Go yeah. create. Yeah, for sure. Um, now let's talk about you. Cause this is why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my audience, who is Danny? 
Who is Danny Murphy? Danny Murphy. And are and- you related to Eddie? I'm like, wait, you know, I'm like, yes. How'd you know? <laughs> now, let's just get the relation out of there. I did. Well, On funny. Right now, let's just oh. get it out of here now. My Nepo baby shirt. Oh my God, I should start telling people that. I feel like maybe I'll start telling people that and they'll just be like, uh, okay. They'll just be so confused. They'll just let it go. <laughs> Is there a connection to Michael Jackson here? Like what's happening? What happened? <laughs> Where did we get lost? Hillary Rodham Clinton, what happened? Yeah. I, I mean, hate it. Funny enough, I have an uncle named Eddie. And so like, I would always like be like, okay, I like am so close to having a famous uncle. <laughs> so I took that and ran with it. Uh, but I just, I, you know, I'm a Jersey boy uh, who, you know, always is struggling with his BMI, I guess. I don't even know. I just got new genes, which made me very happy. I, I don't know. Very, not new uh, genetic genes. Those are my slow metabolism is staying with me, but new genes from Madewell that had this biggest sale. Close enough. Close enough, close enough, right? And, um, but I am a comedian and host. I live in uh, like Jersey, but I was in New York for a little bit too. And I just love talking and communicating and having conversations. I feel like that's always been my thing since I was a little kid. Like I would be in class being like, to the teacher going around, like, does anybody have any questions? I'd be like, oh my God, how's your day? And she's like, no on algebra, you dumb bitch. And I feel it was like kind of a combo from me not being so bad at math, but also just like always loving to just like keep conversations going. And then I've somehow stumbled to make that like my career currently, which I feel very lucky about because I don't really know what other avenues I could be going down. (laughs) I absolutely love that. What are you most looking forward to in 2023? I feel uh, in 2023, I'm really looking forward to a balance and fulfillment. I don't know if you're, because we were talking about like starting the new year, everything like that. And I listened to this podcast that they were kind of like, um, instead of, I mean, I do have a list of all the resolutions and everything like that, but they were like, focus on a word that you really want to just kind of carry with you these next 12 months or further and everything. And I was like, oh, like, <clears throat> and I really kept going back to fulfillment. And I feel for so much so, and I'm sure you maybe sometimes get the same way, when you're working so hard towards something, it's kind of, you have like um, the blinders on where you're like, okay, just like my goal, my mission, my everything. And you just kind of like, yes. And then you kind of are like, wait, but what is like my life outside of that? So I really want to, so A, I wanted to get fulfillment and work and kind of focusing more on that. But I also want to feel fulfilled and like, friendships and relationships and like hobbies. Cause I mean, I, there's so many times where I'm like, when people are like, oh, what do you do for fun? And I just kind of have like the like freeze frame of like, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I work and then I check how my work is doing and then I seamless and then I go to bed. Right, it's like, but what do you do for fun? I check my analytics. No, sadly, yeah, literally. <laughs> no, but like, what are your hobbies? Working out. Truly, me on, on the elliptical checking shit on the elliptical <laughs> yeah, or listening to someone else's thing that I'm like, oh my God, they're so much better at this. Yeah, so I need to try to like escape myself from that. And I would love to just kind of have a little more fun with it, a little more fun with life too, yeah. I am somewhere in that vein with you on that because mm-hmm. I have gotten to a point where I literally am doing this seven days a week. Well, I'm you literally- told me that, yeah. Seven days a week but see it's nothing that I'm complaining about like this is the schedule that I prayed for like this is the schedule that I've been manifesting like mm-hmm. I've always wanted to work this hard doing something that I genuinely love doing right because like I always go back to 
this is me being a nerd here, a pop culture nerd. This goes back to me watching Brandy's E! True Hollywood Story. And she was talking about how she was filming Moesha Monday through Friday. She was filming movies on the weekends. She was doing her, her um, album at night. She, she was going to school. She was recording her album. She was doing music videos on Fridays. And I was watching that with my mom. And she was like, I don't know how she does it. That's so insane. And I was like, who do I have to sacrifice for that schedule? Like, who do I, oh, like, who am I gonna kill? Like what, like where? What, like what finger do do you need? To take it, to take it off, yeah. And you're like. Take it. Like, and will you write it into the movie that I don't have a finger? <laughs> yeah. yeah, cut it off, take it. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, 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 why are you complaining? Like, I, and I've always been like that, so like, even in school, when I was like on step team and dance team, debate team, yearbook staff, all these things at the same time, a cheerleader, people were like, how are you doing all of these things? I was like, it's how I keep going. Like, mm-hmm. like it's I've always needed all of those things to cloud my mind at the same time. This may be unhealthy that I'm speaking of right now. This, well, saying I, it out loud sounds really unhealthy. No, but I know what you mean too, because also having all those activities, I feel that it helps you become like a fully formed person where then like, okay, not your entire eggs aren't in one basket where it's like, okay, I can have a break from that. It's almost because you're probably like me, I don't know what to do with free time. So then I would just find something else to So like you just fill your time with other things to become full time or free time and everything. And I love, because I know exactly, because like, oh, just like growing up, I would always be like, I just want to, once I get to that, I will know what to do. I like, I could do that. I could handle that. I'll sacrifice everything. It's so real. Yeah, it's like, what? She has that many things to do. She's always, she has a full schedule seven days a week. Sign me up. Who do I have to sacrifice? Where? Truly. What hot coals do I have to walk? (laughs) And then, but I also feel there's a thing too of taking time of like pausing and then looking back at yourself like two years ago to be like, okay, they would be doing cartwheels to be doing what you're doing now type of thing. So then always want, so, cause I feel like it's always, cause it's like, Neither of us are brandy yet, so you're always kind of like, oh, I'm not working. I'm like, da, 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 da. but you have to be like, okay, but I'm do. I'm like, there's a there's a path that's coming on here. Just kind of like savoring the moments as they come too. I'm really trying to be better at stopping and appreciating that instead of being like, okay, I do this, so then I can get to this, and then I can do this, and then I'm like, so then I mean, literally before we started recording, we were planning our funeral, so I'm like, I'm planning everything up to the last minute. <laughs> Literally up to the last minute, we, we were just, guys, we were just talking about planning our funerals because I just said how like my, my husband uh, thinks it's so weird that I want to die on air. And so it's like, what's wrong with that? Like, what? what the downloads. Doing? The downloads. I mean, come on. It is, gee, your husband I is look, not thinking, Your hus- you are the business part of your relationship. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is the brains, I am the purse. One million percent. <laughs> we just make it work, okay. you know. <laughs> but I, but yes, I, to your point, that was what I was trying to get back to was like, I, I do these interviews seven days a week and they all just are one consistent blur now. Yeah. Like there's very few of them that stand out to me. And it's like, I have to go back and remember who's been on my show. I like, like, I just like, it's just like Zoom call, upload it, add the music, produce it, da 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 da. Like, it's just so routine now that that there's very rare, like, it's very rare that I genuinely take moments away from the conversations. And it's like, 
that sucks. It's hard because then it's it's that hard thing of like when you start to do what you love for a career focused, you're like, oh, you need to take times to remember what you loved about, like what you dreamed about doing it with. You know what I mean? Of being like, okay, I'm finally doing it. You're like, oh my God, okay, zoom. You're like, oh, I get to talk to someone for a little. And like, this is what I'm doing. And it's like what I've been like hoping for and everything and like savoring it. And also for you too, that you're like able to like create work that's like beautiful seven days a week. That is a very commendable thing that I really do not know. I don't really know any other person doing that. So that is very impressive. Well, I appreciate that. I, you know, I, when I do something with me being a Virgo, I'm very balls to the walls or it's nothing at all. Oh, of course you're a Virgo. That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Like I'm either full out or I'm, or I'm doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And okay. To your point, like, I don't know what to do with free time. So I fill my free time scheduling more interviews. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> because, so I'm like, well, January is full, but, but February is not. And then you're like, okay, well, when January 30th comes, then what happens? And then you're kind of like, you sit and you, there's like the voice in your head too, being like, why are you on the couch right now when you could be doing something? <laughs> I say this all the time. Like I get towards the end of the month and I start having panic attacks. And I'm like, it's the Joan Rib. I was just gonna ask if you saw that documentary. Cause I think of her saying that every- Yes, it is that, that, that is my, that is my literal motivation. <laughs> she is, oh my God, we are so in sync with that. Cause that, cause I like stuck, stuck to me so much of being like, Wow, yeah, that is that is a scary sight, just having a blank page, because that means you're not wanted, you're not successful, you're not doing something, people are lapping you, and it's, yeah. I saw that in that documentary, and I literally choked, because I was like, <gasps> I've never felt more seen. Yes. I've never felt more seen. When she was like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 8, 10, 5, I was like, yes. Like, no. that, like it's like, this is what I always want to see. so oh my god there's a dot oh my god you already you literally have february pretty much done too yes like i'm all like i'm into february i'm into march wow not just like i don't play around with the kind of like i am really on my you know what you're doing and it's what you have to do it's what you gotta do but like now i'm to the point where it's become such a routine for me that now i am doing that's just today oh my god that's monday Wow. Like now it's like, that's my routine now. That is so impressive. It's the Joan Rivers in me. Like I had, like I, like I, that that stuck out to me so heavy. And also what I love about her too, is that she does, she was kind of what we were talking about earlier too. She had her hat in so many different things. Like of course she did stand up, which was she was so funny at, but she did hosting that she did like deals and partnerships. And she was also a mom and a grandma during all of it. And like throughout it all, showed i like too that she showed because i mean like she was so she's so funny and very talented but she shows how much hard work and professionalism goes into all that stuff because like when you watch her like when you're a kid watching you're like oh my god that's so fun but you're like oh no it's like a like a whole situation please yeah exactly yeah oh which i did love (laughs) absolutely she's the lady on the red carpet and it's like you have no idea until you decide that that's what you want to do with your life. And then it's like, oh, she was studying for months to do the red carpet, even though it was just all, like she was like, it seemed all fun and games. 
Yes, like I, and like that's that's the type of focus that I put into my work now. Mm -hmm. It's like, like I literally study every person that I bring on the show and it's like, I like have to do that. And it's like, I prepare the questions in advance and I do this and that. And it's like, now I do a live show every five days a week. It's a oh. lot. Oh my gosh. Because I don't have enough to do with my time. I was gonna say literally, <laughs> how many hours did I do sleep? <laughs> Like I like I do a, a live show as as the component of this show where like where the podcast is me getting to know you guys, but the live show is them getting to know me. I love that. Okay, that's a fun try. Okay, that's smart. I like that. So I try. So I'm trying to give both sides of the coin. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Yes. And then also it's audio. It's visual. It's la. And like there's a th and like because I um because it's on Instagram Live. I saw right. Mm hmm. It's such a, cause it really, it's funny too how much of a different beast it is. Cause it does, once you see that little live, like red dot thing, it's different than recording. Cause you're like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm focused like, on. Look now. It's yeah. great. We're it ignites here. something differently, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's crazy because going live on my YouTube channel and IG live at the same time, it's like battling between two different things. Oh and it's like, it's it's so but that but it's the Virgo in me like my Virgo is Virgoing so I'm like this is my element I'm like yes what's what's going like I like 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 it's like that moment in in Minority Report when like Tom Cruise had like um the um gloves and the thing and he's like down and he's like that and it's like that that it's that that that's my that's my phone right now I am obsessed yes. Yeah, it's that. I love that element. That's so good. It... But back to you. Okay. Now I have to know because it's people don't. I write laugh out loud a lot, but I, but I don't actually laugh out loud a lot. And being that you actually made me laugh out loud, when did you know you were funny? Oh, oh wow. Um, I feel I learned I was funny when I was. Younger, definitely when I started to make like my like friends' parents and like my parents and their friends laugh. Cause I feel it's like when you're like a kid, you're kind of like, okay, all the kids is like, that's even playing field. I'm like, you can trip and everyone's laughing. But being able to say something that kind of can like make uh when you're like little, like, oh my God, this adult is now thinking of something I said and like they're laughing at it or they think it's interesting. So I feel it definitely was like in middle school type of thing. And also I've learned, and you probably are the same way as me as well. Like I, um, I, I just like, whenever there's silence, I just, I feel it yes. for better or for worse. So it's also those funny things too. Yeah. Where it's like, there could be like something like a stressful family situation happening or like there's like an awkward thing. And when I realized I could start to like break those silences with like a funny thing to make a laugh and like, alleviate stuff or make people go like oh my god why are we laughing now i feel that is kind of when i like honed in on that being like all right let me keep that in my back pocket or like now i can like find a way to make friends without doing sports because i'm so bad at that yeah I, listen i i consider myself an athlete but i never played traditional sports okay. like, like well, you did like dance you did step and everything that's like athletic yeah like I was a dancer growing up. So like I did all of those things, modern dance, jazz, hip hop, all of those things. So like, I, was like ah. I was on those fields, but they don't, you know, they don't send you to the Olympics for being able to do a split. Which they should. Anyway. If, if competitive walking is an Olympic sport, I'm pretty sure I saw, they should make, 
be a four-time Olympic gold medalist. Put some respect on my name. Yes, you know what I mean? I know, I feel like also we should get to think like, I don't watch, well, yeah. I like literally tuned in and I was like, I could do that cut to me being in last place crying probably if I tried it. But I was like, what is going on here? And also it's a thing where it's like, I don't really watch the Olympics that much. So I'm like, let's just throw in all this, like who cares? It's on like 24 hours for two months. You can throw in a new category, no one would know. I only watch certain categories because mm. my parents watched it religiously growing up. Like you would have oh. thought that my birthday was the Olympics. <laughs> we didn't have planned for it. Like, <laughs> like it's not just the year of the Olympics. Like they would start planning when the last Olympics ended. Like I don't know what it was. Wow. We're really freakishly obsessed with the Olympics. That's cool. I appreciate it. Oh. Not obsessed. Didn't carry that tradition on. No, I'm but, sure every Olympian could beat me up, so I'm happy for them. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not that invested. But there are some that are, there are some that are good or that everybody talks about. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm watching women's volleyball now. And like, that one is fun. But like, to my parents' credit, I was watching when Sanya won two of her gold medals. Oh! So I, so, so I knew who she was. Full I circle. Full circle, bringing this all back. Like I knew, like I knew who she was. So I now only watch like track, gymnastics, um, stunts. <laughs> now, just because those were the ones that like stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, competitive figure skating, love that because oh. you know, Tanya Harding. But oh, um, I, mean, I, ta- I love that movie too. I Tanya, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Growing up with when that actually happened, though, it's like, girl, drunk. The drama, it's like a person, but loving drama. It's like, oh God, oh God. Cause that's one story where you're like, no, she didn't. And you're like, oh. She did mama. I love being the one that, uh, it's like, oh, but she did. She did. And here's the thing, put, it was a cold night in night. <laughs> Cue the, are you afraid of the dark music? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Like that's been my answer. <laughs> oh, oh my God. The way I wanted to be on Nickelodeon so badly as a kid and then Disney Channel and now I don't know what I'm gunning for now. <laughs> I am still bitter with my mom because she didn't drive me to Florida. I self-taped myself and like sent a video to, to Disney Channel at eight years old just on a whim because I was a latchkey kid that was left on my own devices. And so mm-hmm, I came back from them and I, and, he, and here's the thing. I didn't tell my mom about it because my parents weren't necessarily encouraging about me being in the entertainment industry. Fair. <laughs> So I just kind of up and did it just, you know, because that's just what I did. Like I, you know, did random auditions and sent, you know, cassette tapes of myself singing to record labels because I could find the address on the back of CDs. And also all the people that came up at those times, like that's how everyone started. They're like, oh, I sent a record in the mail and now you have a Grammy. I'm like, oh. You grow up listening to Mary J. Blige say that she got discovered from a karaoke tape that just ended up in somebody's hands. Like, yes. you think, it, like, you all think that that you can do that. Well, then also then you walk around kind of being like, okay, well, my moment's coming. So I was like, I don't have to do homework. I, guys, I'm going to be on the Disney Channel. And they're like, ow. I'm like, just wait. Just, just wait. wait. And then cue, then you cue the little thing with the wand, cue that, and then my call comes. Oh, I have been practicing that forever. And because I didn't tell my mom about it, she was like in the complete dark. Like when I just bring <laughs> be like, hey, Madre. So here's the thing. What, what had happened was 
like two months ago, I had came home one day and you know, that camera that I found in the attic, I had used it to film a tape and I had sent it to Disney. And um, they want me to come for a real audition. And You're like, Wait. so when are, when are we so driving? Um, it's in Florida. What? Wait, where did you grow up? In Douglasville, Georgia. Oh, okay, so it's a drive. Right, like, like it's not like, oh, we can just drive to, to the next county. No, you are, okay. You really gotta cross borders and things. Like, it's like, <laughs> like I gotta cross state lines. Like, it's like, commuting minors and things like it's like <laughs> all the drama so she so she was like when is this supposed to happen i was like um next week next week i was like girl listen but can we talk about the good in this like right? i like i got picked disney channel like what, do you, wait was it do you know what show it was for or was it for a different like they just called me in for like uh oh chemistry read type thing yes so like they didn't really give me information. They were like, we just want to have like a general meeting with you, like get you on film, da 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 da. And, and, and so I was like, yes. Oh, because also I would have been on any of those shows. I would have gladly, uh, been, uh, Raven, <laughs> Selena, Demi, Miley, yeah. any of them, please. Like this is the time where like, that's so Raven had just premiered. Oh. Like, Oh, also, I need Raven. I'll be on the Raven's house, the reboot on Disney yeah. or whatever. Now, like, listen, I'll be on Raven's home now. Like, like I wish I still had that producer's number. Like, hey, girl. Thirty years later, hey, girl. <laughs> Remember me? Knock, knock, knock at the door. Yeah. Right, you show up at Disney. Hey, <laughs> Raven's home. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, girl, we here. Corey in the house. What's up? Oh, I loved that spinoff. Oh my God. And my husband's name is Corey. So like, what's that? Oh, so Corey literally is in the house right now. In the house. Well, like his first name is Martin, but his middle name is Corey, oh, but Corey. that's the name that he goes by. But because I grew up in activism, I always call him Martin. Because I, cause I always say that my husband's name is Martin. I'm not. <laughs> Don't. I love that. Okay. okay. He's your MC, Martin Corey, yes. Yes, he, I, I call him MC Galloway and he hates it. <laughs> he hates it. He, because I actually am a rapper, he's like, but people gonna think I rap for real. And I'm like, but you should. Okay, have you ever heard, like, has he ever, like, did you ever catch him, like, singing in the shower or anything, or? He claims he grew up in a choir. He will not sing for me. I have told him perpetually that I don't Martin. like him. He forced me to sing for him like to the point of withholding coochie like <clears throat> like oh. just like sing for you like okay fine let me, let me drop some brandy bars on you yeah uh. hey like very that i ain't gonna sing for you but no no because i don't do that not all i don't do that i don't do that now nah, i rap but i don't sing you know oh okay good to know now, was your humor nurtured growing up or were you like your own cheerleader? Like, like were you like class clown or were you like the one at like Thanksgiving that, that like they were like, do the thing? Oh, I, um, hmm. I definitely was class clown-ish where I would, but like to the thing where I like, 
but I don't know if it was ever like universally loved. Like I would just like kind of talk and I would always like make like jokes with like my friends, I guess, and things like that. And some teachers really vibed with it and understood it. And I feel like interpreted as like a level of like emotional intelligence while some mm-hmm. teachers were like, you are so fucking annoying and like, you need to shut up. And like, you're just dumb. And I'm like, hey, hey. Um, but I feel like I honestly, a lot of it was like, um, I would like do like, like humor was always just like a good, like way to like cope with stress or like anything like that, or just like dealing with like drama of high school and middle school. So I it feel like, um, and my family was pretty much like they, like they were never like, um, oh my God, don't go to college and just be funny. They were like, you're going to college. Like you need to do that. Right. But I would like do acting like, um, plays and musicals and stuff but I really was not that good at acting or singing but I would always at my audition would like always just do like joke auditions and they would like me and just like have me do like a little tiny part like there was one time where I was supposed to sing and you feel the love tonight by the Lion King or in from the Lion King hearts off I know but I feel like this would really sums me up I was going to practice the night before but it was the Lady Gaga tour, like her first one, the monster ball or something that like Kid Cudi opened for. So I was, it was either I rehearse or I go to that. I went to that. Yeah. And then the pianist started playing the song because I gave her the sheet music. And I was like, this is not in a key I, I know. I was like, I don't know. I was like, cause she was like, what key do you want it? And I was like, yeah, the key. And not knowing that we're <laughs> So then I was like, I, I'll be able to do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Raise your voice, Hillary Duff. And I... <laughs> so I like literally was trying to match that. Yeah. Yeah, could not do it. I'm like, oh, I'm Anna. So then I just switched the words to, can I find the pitch tonight? And they all died laughing. And Love. I got, I think I like they, I was a person who had like, five lines and died, but I got to be in it, which is fun. <laughs> and that's where it taught me where I was like, okay, my talent is always winning over with humor and not to wow someone with like my Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah, I completely feel the exact same way. Like, I don't know whose interview that I'm gonna come on with no voice to when I go to this Janet concert that she going on this year. But I've told my husband now, I was like, we're going, period. Marketing on the calendar. She dropped those dates out of the blue too. I was not expecting it. She dropped those dates and I said, listen, I don't, and I posted it on my stories. I was like, I don't know who I'm gonna have to cancel on, but I'm sorry right now. Mark my words. That is me and my friend were literally planning because she just sent me, she was like, do you want to go see Usher's residency in Las Vegas? I was like, I don't know. Sure, let's just do that. I'd like, you get me a concert date, I'll just jump for anything any show because I well, it's probably different for you because you rap and you're musically inclined I'm so not musically inclined I love seeing music so I'm just like because I'm like there's not a second that I'm like jealous or I'm like I could be doing that because I can't do any of it listen Janet is the reason why I feel comfortable on stage like Janet is the whole reason why I know what stage presence is Janet is the whole oh. reason I have like a comfortability and an attitude on stage. Janet Wait. is, a, I know how to walk on stage. Like, now I need to know what is your, do you have a favorite Janet song? Do I have a favorite Janet song? That's hard. Or um, like what's your favorite one if you're gonna get on stage? Like what Janet song or era are you channeling to be like, okay, I, I'm, I'm ready for this? Well, I'll say this, being that I do have a previous career in drag, the Janet song that I would always go to 
first would be somewhere from the All For You album. And it would be because that would be the um, songs that the kids today would know. They know All For You. They've seen that tour. That's Not true. Full of grown people. Then we're going straight to the Janet album. Yes. Done. A hundred percent. But if I'm talking to, you know, millennials, then I'm going to go to all for you, you ain't right, come on, mm-hmm. get up, um, someone to call my lover, d- uh, don't really matter, um, those songs. That's actually a smart way of looking at it too. And I'm, cause it is, that is such a true testament to her career too, that she does have, I feel like multiple albums each decade that clings to an age bracket. Yes, and, and like the younger you go, there's a Janet song for each era. So like oh. now Gen Z girls, they get feedback. They get um, Made For Now. They yes. get um, um, Rock With You. They get- I, I do remember Miley Cyrus's YouTube video. She did a dance to feedback. And I remember being like, okay, this is, there's so much happening here. And it yes. was like- you know and, exactly what video you're um, And it was it was with that backup dancer that she was friendly My, Mandy or Miley and Mandy because it yeah. was when she had a competing channel with Demi and Selena LOL and, at all of those words All of those words it was just so much going on I was like our Disney starlets were competing YouTubers like what in the t- what in the team 10 is going on here like, It's so crazy And why is Disney not monetizing on this why is this not some reality show if only. If only, like that could have oh. been an entire like, like real world road rules challenge. <laughs> Y'all owe me money, Disney. They they owe you money and an audition. Like they, uh, you were not able to attend. I deserve a rain check and I deserve an actual check. Well, I don't know. I always, I feel like now it's pivoting. I would be so comfortable being like, the parent or fun neighbor in a Disney show. I used to want it to be like the little kid, like kicking. I'm like, I'll, as long as there's a direct Disney deposit. <laughs> I wanted to go, like, I always said that my acting career would go from playing like the funny best friend to like the funny uncle. Yes. Oh, dream. And I always say those are the people you look on their Wikipedias, they are always working. Mm-hmm. And like, there's never a lull. And they don't get, you don't get stopped at a, like, at a Duncan. Thank you. That's exactly why. I was like, I don't ever want to be famous. I just want to make money and be comfortable doing what I'm doing. So if I can play the funny best friend and not be chased by paparazzi mm-hmm. or be in blogs and tabloids and be on people's Instagram pages and shade rooms or whatever the kids are doing now, I don't got no. time. Like, I ain't trying to like, 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 I don't need TMZ in my face asking me about housewives. Like, that, that that's just not my plan. Go listen to my podcast. Oh, and that's, cause that's the answer for everything. Cause then it's back to the downloads and the revenue. So yes. <laughs> We're a businesswoman here. Yes. I love it. Now, speaking of coins and um, Virgos Virgoing, de- describe the moment that comedy became your career. Mm. What was that moment that you were like, oh, this is what I'm going to do now? You know, it's very interesting because I feel there are moments, like I feel like when I was nearing graduating college, because I, I went to school in New York, and I was just like, all I want to do is like work. Like I literally was like, I picked a college. I went to Fordham because I was like, I want to be near interning. I want to be everything like that. And it was when I was doing these internships and I was doing an internet series, XM, the radio, um, satellite radio. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is heaven. 
I want to just do this forever. It was an internship. They weren't hiring anything, but I always just had that in the back of my mind. So what, and I always say, I always give this advice to people who are like looking to like break into stuff. I got a job then at um, this media company and it was, I was doing like social media and I was like, I'm going to use this. I'm in the door and I know I want to do hosting and I want to do comedy. Let me do my work 120% so they can't have a single flaw with my work ethic or what I do. And I'm going to finish that with enough time to reach out to people there to start doing other stuff. So I started doing like freelance writing there. I started doing like random hosting things here and there. So then by the time I was able to reach out to have more um, constant work, I had like a resume and like um, clips and everything like that. So it was kind of a very slow burn. I feel like the decision, I was like, oh, I would love to do this forever, like in college. But it was a very slow burn into what I'm able to do now. Because then I even went to page six, still mainly doing social media and everything like that. But around that time, I got the Betches uh, True Crime podcast hosting. So then, and I knew I was like, oh, I love just like pop culture and entertainment too. I do like um, the True Crime Avenue, but kind of just to focus on this. And then I was able to say, to page six, like during the lockdown too, I'm like, oh, I feel like we're really missing something of like video content and everything like that. And I think that is a great way for, I mean, unless you kind of just like get the star moment somewhere, which shout out to anybody who can get that. <laughs> but I feel like being like, I, instead of just like doing the Barbara Streis and I'm the greatest star being like, I think I know what we could do that would help the company out. And it helps me out type of thing and have it grow from there. Cause yeah. um, companies like to, make profit just like everybody else does and like they want to they're not going to just be like oh let's do this for you just because we want to to have it kind of show uh success exactly i'm like again if anybody works at a company that is like that let us know because that sounds great but exactly you have to prove it and then also it gives it a little bit more um like a reason for them to want to do it too so i feel like that's kind of the slow work and so much of it is it's kind of like back to the joan of it all of being like okay it's a fun thing to do but Put in the time, put in the hours, and you're not gonna like. It's a lot of fucking shit that's annoying and hard to do for like the fun here and there. Exactly, because I guarantee you that Andy Cohen, Andrew Orenthal Cohen, did not walk his ass down to the Bravo offices and be like, "Listen, did you?" I actually for me, he was. I'm. I guarantee you that he walked into there and. Was like, listen, this show is going to be a cross promotion for Housewives. We can promote the shows. They can be on the platform. They will promote the ratings. It'll boost the ratings. We can have celebrities. Da, 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 da. Like, I'm pretty sure he was like, he went in there with with a pitch of how this is going to boost ratings across the platform in general. Exactly. It's the you have to star. Yeah, exactly. You have to show the financial business about it, and not like, oh, it's gonna be a fun time. And my favorite, I don't, I didn't know about this about Andy until like. I feel a few months ago when I listened to an interview from him, he started, someone asked like, how did you start even hosting at Bravo? He was doing like an after show on bravotv.com back before like web shows were things for Top Chef, like to recap Top Chef, like in a storage closet in like the NBCU offices. So it really shows like you got like, there's like an, I mean like now he has lovely townhouses in the West Village so much success and everything like that but like it, he put in his work for it and also then he worked on the business side for so long before that so it is really he's very commendable in that front well i'll say this nene leaks went from keeping it real with nene yes. from that 
to potentially almost having a talk show produced by the same people that did Wendy Williams. And like so many guest starring roles that were like scene stealing along the way too. Yes, shout out to Coach Rod. <laughs> yes, oh God, yeah. Which by the way, <laughs> love it. In the moment, that was funny, but I go back and watch Co Coach Rod's compilations now, and I'm like, this is funny, but like, you really can't. Oh, not. You really cannot. I, I feel like it was a thing, it was funny then, because it was just like, glee, and I'm like, oh my God, she's from Atlanta, like Atlanta Housewives. Oh my God, that's what, I'm like, she's on my TV in a different way. And now it's kind of like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better than Kenya's pilot. <laughs> As the world twirls. And I mean, I love, I feel like one of my hottest days, I do love Kenya more so much. And I think she's like a really great person on the show and it's very entertaining, but that pilot was so bad. <laughs> Your weaves, child, cause I just, you know, I love Kenya. I was just watching her twerk on Instagram, but I that girl, that pot, girl, you, you like even in them one scenes you were in and like all of those classic movies like you were in waiting to exhale we get it but even the line you you delivered lenny you haven't danced with me all night you say she delivered that line i think it was di <laughs> well i think i think it was all like you cannot like even in we like even in deliver us from eva here are our kids yes and it's so funny because it's like, you don't need, why do you even say you're an actress? Like, you're, she's so good at reality TV and that's such a skill. You are a reality TV diva. Like, it is, you are the one. It's so like, you, you came in and literally changed Housewives. Like, you reset Housewives. No you chance. really did. It's so that's good. why I always tell people, hold on to your weaves because I feel like with, 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 with that line, she drove that boat and, and Housewives into a new era. A hundred percent. It's so impress. It's so impressive. Now I asked you, you know, when did your comedy become your career for you? Because I feel like that's the one thing in entertainment that I am absolutely scared to death of. Like stand-up mm -hmm. comedy is the thing that I'm like, oh girl, I, I, I'll never do that. I'll mm -hmm. never do that. No, mm -mm, no. Like I used to say that about acting and then now I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Exactly. It's, it's a thing. It's scary until you do it, I think. And then you will learn quickly if it's for you or not. Cause I think it's a thing too, where you're just kind of like, oh, it's just, if you're not enjoying it a little bit, then it's not worth it. But it's not, it's it's as freaky as anything else that you haven't tried yet. You know what I mean? And if you go on and it's kind of like the thing, if you go on with the intention of how you want it to go, then it will be fine. And even you, bom you bomb and you have bad sets and it doesn't break. I'm like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> And see, that's what makes me crazy about it is because I think like stand-up comedy is the one thing that you can't fail at without failing at it in front of other people, right? Like you can fail everything else by yourself and be all right, right? But in stand-up comedy, it's like, that's the one thing like you have to have an audience to either succeed or fail. So it's like, and then on top of that, like, I don't like, that's the one thing I don't know how to study. Like, like, like I don't know how to study mm. writing because I feel like 
there is something in me that every time somebody laughs at something I say, like my heart flutters. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? But like the funny things that I'm saying in big air quotes right now are like reactionary to things that other people are saying. So it's like, there's like, what is this joke writing process? How do you decode that mate? Like, like what is that? Well, it's a funny thing. Cause I always, and I feel like you, cause like you're a talker by nature, you probably will be in the same boat as me maybe where it's like, I could sit at a coffee shop and I have like thinking of jokes, structure, everything like that. And that is a really, impressive science and some people do that so well but when I get on stage it kind of like I just sort of like I'll start to try to do those but then I'm like oh it's so not how I talk because I'm not really so because like right now it's like we don't have a script around us or anything like that like it's just talking so then I do really just go and this is when it can get tricky because it is based on the crowd like you do crowd work or you just kind of go with like the vibe of how the crowd is feeling or you just start telling a story and you rely on yourself in that moment to make funny elements happen in that story and just to kind of feed off the energy of the crowd and everything like that. Because I feel that is what has been better for me because I will like, I'll do the joke writing and everything like that. But then you get to a point where I'm like, oh, this is losing the, what I'm like, what what I want to do with stand up of just having like a fun conversation and everything like that. But that is also why I, <laughs> further think I'm like I will never I, I and it's also a like a relief to I like I know I'm never gonna be like this like huge touring comic with like Netflix specials or anything like that because that's just I don't have the energy or desire to like focus on like a, a row of jokes because that's like you when like you want to sell it to someone it has to be the same jokes all the time and I much more rather enjoy it just being more of like a flowing fun thing that can add and help in my other career avenues nice so that leads me into the face bit. Because before we even got on this call, I literally just pissed myself to the one that you posted about <laughs> wine and drinking dry January. <laughs> I literally just peed on myself. <laughs> I was like, oh my word. Why? <laughs> Is this accurate? And I don't even drink, but I know like all of my friends that do. It's like, I feel sorry it's, for you. It's funny, I don't either, but I know everyone that does, does, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I know that my, my sister right now is like struggling. Like, she's, <laughs> like, she's trying to blame it on PMS, but I'm like, girl, I know it's because you ain't, I know you ain't had no wine in two weeks, girl. I it's know you MS, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Precisely, girl. It's PMS. It's <laughs> That's what we text her right now. Too. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> How's PMS, girl? <laughs> That's a hard. But how did you start doing that? Because I. That's how I came to discover you. Oh, I love that. I. You just popped up on my feed one day. Like I just, you just came up in the explore page for me and I cried laughing. And then I binged your page for two hours and then oh. I an email. Oh, oh my God. That makes me very happy to hear. It started cause it was in the middle. It was like at the beginning of like the lockdown and everything uh, with the pandemic. And everyone was talking about TikTok as this app. And I look on TikTok and I'm like, okay, I can't dance. I can't do any of these things. I don't have like, I love like hosting and everything like that, but I I know I'm not good at being like, 
fuck with me along to the, I, like I just, there's so many things that do well on TikTok that I just do not, do not vibe with me. Uh, and then I was like, okay, no, I don't think anyone on TikTok wants like this, like, um, like older guy, like this guy who's not like 18, like doing anything. Cause I'm already thinking like that. So it's like, what can I do that's like funny? And like not really my face, because also I couldn't get a haircut during the pandemic, and like I gained so much weight sitting on the couch. I was like, "What? What's the hack here?" And so then I just did one of those, and it was. <laughs> and I was like, so I just did a the first one. It was a wine one, and I was so bad at TikTok. I put that up, and I put like two other ones up, and I never look at TikTok. And then one of my friends was like, "Oh, those are doing really well." I was like, "What?" And I look, and I'm like, "Oh, shit!" The, the of course the one fucking thing I'm like, wasn't even thinking that would take off took off and then it's been a really fun thing to continue doing because I like it's fun like writing skills in that regard because I'm like writing these like little fake characters that aren't me that can kind of just be like a little bit fun with it and stuff like that and I just kind of like I'm gonna keep on doing it until I like run out of ideas for it and so far I haven't so it's just been like kind of a, a good little avenue and it is very nice that I don't have to like comb my hair before shooting them. <laughs> I absolutely love that and I appreciate that there's a lot of people that I've been talking to on this show where like they have gotten to like the root of their content started with the pandemic and like started with the lockdown and yeah. I love seeing like a whole new wave of content creators, a whole new era, a whole new school of like uh, of like entertainers and like creatives coming out of this era because I'm sort of one of those people, yeah. but in a reverse type of way because, well, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was gonna say, well, also too, cause it's a thing back before 2020, if you asked me to, like, if you were like, oh, come on my podcast on Zoom, everyone would be like, what are you, what's what Zoom? I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I don't know what you mean. I don't like, so even just the way the industry shifted with that, it expands the reach so much. Yes. And it's crazy because like the way that all of this started for me was I was actually in the middle of like drag when like all of this started. Like I was like doing shows, I was, you know, hosting, I was doing things, yeah. I was, you know, like I was doing all of these things in drag. And like, I was like, you know, building a budding drag career. And then um, my entire world shut down when my best friend killed himself during the pandemic, right? Uh, it was like, I'm sorry. We all shut down in March. His birthday was April 7th. He was gone April 25th. It was like that quick. Wow. And, oh. And the reason why that ties into my drag is because it was like, we were like an, we were like a not knockoff Boule Brothers, but like we were like a dynamic duo. In yeah, drag. your creative force together. Like you felt, right. yes. Right, so like we were like a creative duo. We had like started a business together. We had built a whole house in drag. Like, 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 like we were literally like a housewife and a husband. But like, oh. yeah, so we were like in the middle of that. And like, we were literally like the best of friends. That was my platonic soulmate, right? I and love that. Yeah, and so that I just, instantly shut down like i retired from drag in that moment i didn't get out of bed for six months after that but i literally from that moment i haven't been in drag since because i can't imagine getting in drag without him 
that's that's so real very fair yeah and it's like a thing it's like you treasure your memories with that and it's too soon for it and it just it won't be the same yeah and you know even bringing that back around to this podcast like i started this podcast because i thought i was ready to come out of drag retirement right mm -hmm. i thought i was ready i created a whole new character a whole new persona backstory all of that um which i may use in the future who knows yeah yeah know, but i'm still not ready to actually do drag yet yeah you know, once I was about to start performing, I ended up having car trouble, wasn't able to actually go do the gig. So I was like, you know, me being a Virgo, what do I do when I have free time? I feel it. Yes! So we get around to September of last year and I was like, I, you know, cause I had taken a three month hiatus from my YouTube channel. I had like went on like a mental collapse. I was like, I need a break. I can't yeah because my YouTube channel was really focused on like social awareness and like talking about pop culture. And like, I was like the YouTuber that was like watching Housewives, but like calling out the racism, calling out the colorism. I was like the one that was like talking about Joe Rogan saying the N word. Mm. I was the one that was talking about Spotify condoning it. I was the one talking about Whoopi at the View. Like, I was the one that was talking about that stuff. Which then that gets a very emotionally draining on your part too, cause you're, living you're not only experiencing all that to you through it <laughs> you're going you're talking through it and then i'm sure also dealing with fucking commenters who make your life a living hell as well yeah and see for me i could like if i may be so honest i can deal with white people not liking what i have to say <laughs> i like cool. the course yeah that's part for the course i get it white folks not gonna like everything i got to say cool but then it, but what, but what took a turn for me was when black people and the queer community turned on me, oh. and it was it was really weird for me. Like I just didn't know how to process that because like when Will Smith slapped happened, it was a real like that was a real turn for my content, mm -hmm. and I like I was just like, girl, like what is I need I need a reset. Yeah just stopped everything I was doing. I took three months off and then I popped up with a podcast. Cause you're kind of, you're like, oh, the people that were in my corner who are you would expect to be more in your corner. You're kind of like, oh, okay, what's happening? Let me take a step back to kind of center myself before, yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, wait a minute. Like the black people that was all in my corner and when I was telling white people to mind their damn business, all of a sudden they were like, how dare you say that Will Smith shouldn't have slapped that man on TV? What else do you expect him to do? He was defending his wife. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. So clearly you didn't listen to the podcast or um, clearly you didn't watch the whole video because I gave you a list of things that he could have done. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing with TikTok now. I mean, now I sound like an 80 year old woman. The thing with TikTok now is people, <laughs> yeah, people watch a 20 second clip and they think that's the content because that's the amount of time they're used to from something. And you're like, no, please finish it. Yeah. Remember, remember movies that are two hours long? You can watch a YouTube video that's 50 minutes long. Yeah. Even if you just watch TikTok, watch the full three minutes I posted. Yes. Meet it's, me in the middle, please. <laughs> As Marin Morris said. <laughs> Meet me in the damn middle. Like, I'm like, like, Jesus, like I'm meeting, like I'm like, like I, I'm doing you the service of like coming yes. to kids are and meeting you on TikTok. The, the least you could do is give me the whole three. And also the respect of just like, okay, you're choosing to watch this. Watch it. <laughs> watch it. Like, 
It's because so I'm like, y'all are sitting here saying the exact same things. What else did you expect him to do? <laughs> like, I gave you an entire list. Yeah. Of oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that just, that that was a real sore spot for me because- well, that's real. Grew up in activism. So I'm like, that's real close to home for me. So yeah. when the fighting for it turned on me, I was like, whoa. And it's a hard thing because it's usually never like, hey, I watched your entire thing. This is how I'm feeling. Like, there's no, con you know what I mean? Versus like a, yeah. It's just a, bitch, you mother. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Excuse me. Yeah. You're like having your morning tea. You're like, oh. Like, like excuse me, big Deborah Cakes 25. Calm down. Like, it is oh. really serious. Have your Twinkie and, and have a seat. Gee, Please. Like they're on shelves. They brought Twinkies back. Calm down. <laughs> I am not the one you mad at. Like, no, exactly. Oy. But yeah, so then when I came back with this podcast, it was really like, okay, I need to just like channel my energy into something else. And you know, it's weird for me because this podcast started completely different. I never expected to be doing interviews. This podcast started as me recapping reality shows and just talking shit. Cause oh. that, yeah, because that was really what I got on YouTube for that yeah. time. Like that was really what I got on YouTube for because I would call into different people's panels and, you know, just talk shit on their shows. And like, I, I just got great responses from it. And then, you know, enough people responded enough to make me want to have a channel. And so, you know, it just, it's insane how, Oh, all of that got here because I never expected to like people just enjoy my voice, right? So I thought I was gonna get back to that, and then recapping reality TV is just not for me. Like it's it's, not it's hard, and I mean, because that's like I feel I kind of started with that at page six, and it's even moved then a little bit to interviews because it almost it's not as fun to sit and watch shows that you enjoy with like a pen and pencil, like taking notes of everything like that. And also cause then it opens up your avenue too, that you can have all like discussions and interviews. And I think you're better in this, like in this new iteration of it, it seems to me like you're mixing a lot of all the things you've done together, which is like the ideal. Yeah. You know, I try to blend all of the things that come together in, in, in a way that's entertaining and effective. You know, keeping the mess in the message, if you will. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> I cannot wait. When you make that merch, I'm buying a t-shirt. Mess in the message, FYI. I'm trying to figure out how how to get it done because I want to like, like not just do like, uh, like the regular coffee mug. Like I really want to do something like interesting. Yeah. So. I'm trying to figure out what I would actually put Ooh, in that. Or like um um what are those I have I have one that has a Luann quote funny enough like those keychain like the things in a keychain like those kind of yes. bigger things those are fun yeah. Yes. Like I, I like like I thought about doing like my own like like um stationery like you know mess in the message write things down and hey that helps you like 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 to remember things better. So well, like, also such a that is such a Virgo merch too. <laughs> like, I really like that. Like, 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 like. That's the one thing I really want to do is like journals and like stationary sticky notes that like mess in the message. I have. I'm such a stationary person, so I'm so with you. Yes. I'm getting back into journaling, so it's like you know, literally keep the mess in the message. Oh, it's so good, and it really does help like mind framing to journaling. 
patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> oh, PP, PP, baby. Trademark applied for, trademark applied for. Now, before I have to let you go, because I will keep you talking for five hours because I love this. I, I love when we, when we can just throw away the um, actual questions and just talk. So oh, I'll get- It's my favorite too. It's my favorite too, yeah. Quick rapid fire. Okay. What is the one question you ask every guest on virtual reality? reality? I feel one that I always go back to because mainly it is reality TV stars and housewives is like what they have learned, if they've been on for a while, what they've learned watching themselves back for a few years to kind of see like their self-reflection and if there's been misconceptions about them or anything like that. Cause I feel it's a very interesting chance to give them a more like human, like a, a, a way to answer something that's not like salacious and more like about themselves. Absolutely. What has been, oh, sorry. Tell us the most shocking thing that a guest has ever said on your show. <laughs> it's probably recent. And yeah. it's when Brandy Glanville, who we know from Beverly Hills and the Traders, she is- Named after my own heart. Born for reality TV. We, we were interviewing her to promote the Traders on Peacock. And she just randomly said, that Piper Parabo, the actor yes, from Coyote Ugly, Piper Parabo, um, slept with Eddie when they were married and called her a horrible C word. I don't like her. She slept with my husband. I was like, whoa, where did this come from? Evan and I were like, wait, what, what, what just happened? It just like, like, like imagine bringing up Coyote Ugly to somebody and it going that left. <laughs> I was like, wait, where, what? And it's one of those things where I'm like, wow, you truly can't write the shit. Cause it just, it just takes, <laughs> it's insane. Genius. <laughs> now what about the most impactful thing that a guest has said on your show? Ooh. Most, well, I, I feel like I'm, I go to two. One is um, Jackie Goldschneider from Jersey Housewives. She was really open up to us about her struggles with like eating, her eating disorder and everything like that. So I really loved her being open with that. And the other was the grand dom, Karen Huger. We had her not to promote Potomac, but um, the family spinoff she had. Yeah, family reunion. And the love she has for giving her family the platform. And like, she, you could see that her eyes were beaming that the audience was gonna get to know the family that she loves and supports and everything like that. So I feel like that was really a beautiful situation because it's like, oh my God, it's seeing her as like this proud parent. I mean, obviously with Raven, but also just like a proud person in her family. And I was like, oh, it really shows like the beauty that can come from reality TV. I absolutely love that. I have one more question and then I, I want to close with a game. Ooh, okay, fun. Okay. If you could say one thing to Bravo's social responsibility department, what would it be? I would say they should, because I, I want them to like actually listen, because I feel sometimes they say they listen, but I think they listen to their crisis management team and they don't listen to what viewers and fans and even housewives a lot of times are saying that I kind of think that because it's in a different ballgame because it's reality television. So they're dealing with like real things happening that they shouldn't wait three days to do this one sentence long graphic mm -hmm. to try to be a solution. I think they should really um, 
own up to their weaknesses more and try to highlight their strengths. Like I, I, I appreciate when they do the amplifier voices, Instagram lives and everything like that. I think maybe they should show more reaction into positive ways to giving people, instead of trying to like sweep things under the rug, they should acknowledge where they have uh, short sightings or fuck ups and let people who know how to actually speak on those, speak on those if they want to. I agree. Ten million percent. Yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, I'm so sad that Nightly Pop and Daily Pop are canceled because Nina Parker talk about icons. I love her so much. Queen mother. Yeah. Oh, and I love that she did one with Ebony once. I remember loving that. And I always am like, I'm waiting for her to make her Macy's line for men's too, because her clothing line is so good. I need it. Yes. I love her Macy's line. It's so Shout, good. Out. Shout out to Nina. Love her. Oh, Nina. what? Like, and talk about someone who's a fun professional. Yes, her and Bevy Smith are like my fairy godmother. Oh, I, I one time Bevy said hi to me at the serious um, office, and I like crumbled of happiness because like she just is a light everywhere. I love like Bevy Smith would give me my my Regina George moment. Like I could say like she punched me in the face, and it was <laughs> awesome. Like I love Bevy Smith so much. She could say fuck you, and I would be like yes, ma'am. Thank you. I'd be like, can I? Can you sign that? Can you write it down and sign it for me? Write it on my forehead. Uh, and her whole thing—it gets greater later. I like. I. It's so beautiful. I love it. I live by that. Yes. I have by that. A hundred percent. Now being, especially now me being in my thirties, I'm like, oh my god, I have to remember that. Yeah, thirties is young. I'm telling myself that too. But yes, I have. <laughs> but now let's play this or that really quick. Ooh, okay. Just so we can be a little messy. Since you actually interview these girls, I'm starting to interview these girls. Let's let's, let's just have Okay. Drew or Sanya? Drew. Okay. Meredith or Lisa? There uh, are no wrongs here, by the way. Okay, Meredith. Schwartz or Sandy? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Sandy, even though I would hook up with Schwartz now that he's single. <laughs> Um, Kenya or Marlo? Oh. This is where, this is the only time I get messy. <laughs> oh, I love, I, I'm like, the thing is I really love both of them, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Kenya. Okay. Kyle or LVP? LVP. Okay. okay. Monique or Candace? Candace. Jill or Bethany? Jill. Gretchen or Alexis? Oh, uh, uh, you know, Alexis now. I'm gonna go Alexis now, I think. Nice. Yes. Phaedra or Candy? Candy. Nice. That is one feud that my mom will never get over. She is, we, the, my family is a candy, can, candy girl until we die, yeah. I will never get over that, I'm sorry. I, I don't. Think. And I won't take away from Phaedra what great TV she is, but I still will never get over that. Never. And that's why I'm like, guys, you could, I want her to go on other reality shows, but not Atlanta, as long as Candy's on there. I See, that's where I meet in the middle. It's like, just send her ass to Dubai, but don't bring her ass to Atlanta. Right. Y'all want to throw her ass on Married to Medicine, cool. But don't send, but don't send her to Dr. Jackie's office when, when um, Candy is over there. Literally, please. It's all we ask. It's, it, that's not, that's when it's not. Fun mess. That's that's too much. That's cruel. Yeah, that's messy. Yeah, you get a messy. Whitney or Heather? <clears throat> Fuck. Heather's been very nice to me, so I love her. So uh, Whitney, but I'm gonna do. 
I'm I'm gonna go Heather. I'm gonna go Heather. Sorry, Salt Lake City viewers, because I know, but <laughs> here's somebody you might have to apologize for. Teresa or Melissa? You know? Melissa. Okay. Melissa. And um, because hopefully tickets available for February 10th, we're doing a live podcast with her. So <laughs> <laughs> in the revenue stream, yes. darling. When Teresa helps me get a check, I will. I will stand Teresa too. Hello, yes, God. Till 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 she keep till she clears a coin in your house, honey. You would be on display, on display, on display. Period. I'm here for that. I am mad at you. Oh, I always say if any of the people that I did not pick Venmo's me, I will vouch for them. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We do this in about six months to see where you at. Yeah. <laughs> Vicky or Tamra? Oh, uh, Tamra. Okay. Jennifer or Dolores? Dolores. Um, Kelly Dodd or Heather Dubrow? Heather Dubrow. Oh, Kelly, I can. I hope to never see Kelly Dodd again. Same, same. Ugh. Which camera is mine? Same. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Christ. And it's like, because Heather gets annoying, but I do love when she loves and supports her kids so much. And so I'm like, okay, Heather, you're fine. Yeah. I love Heather long as she's not supposed to be the center orange on the show. Like, I love her when she's a sniper from the side. That's but- exactly it. Yeah. The show is on her back. It's a bit much. It's too me. much because it's just her house tours, which she has nice houses, but I'm okay. Like, I can only see that champagne button so many times. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Gina or Emily? Oh, oh, that's hard. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Gina. Okay. Because her project her project runway when, with the cigarette girl was very cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she won me on that show. That was so cute. I love Jean. I mean, yeah. Um, Cynthia or Portia? Oh. Portia. Nice. I do, I do, yeah, I Portia. But I hope Cynthia's happily divorced now, because I do love her. But Portia. Well, hopefully her divorce. Well, hopefully her divorce don't take as long as Kenny is. <laughs> True way. Because I'd be like, girl, just give his ass half just, just to make him go away, girl. Just give him half, girl. You'll be on this show for years if you give him half, honey. They will beg you to be on here just so you can make that money back. hundred percent. Girl. But, you know, they don't listen to me. I'll I be over here giving the girls great advice, but they don't listen to me. So I'm And that's on them. And that's on them. But when I see y'all again on the red, red um, carpet, I'm going to be like, well, I told you. But you didn't subscribe, so. And now, and now, and now and what? Now, What's your comment? <laughs> okay. Brandy or Denise? Oh, Brandy. Okay. Camille or Rena? Oh, I'm gonna go with Rena because that interview she gave lately was insane. And I like her politics more than Camille's. <laughs> fair enough. I, on politics alone, Rena. Rena, yeah. That, that, that's, that's fair enough. Crystal or Teddy? Oh, Crystal. Nice. Sutton or Erica? Uh, Sutton. Okay. New City of Housewives or New Season of Ultimate Girls Trip? Oh! 
You know, I'm excited for the ultimate girl trip. So give us those. Give I'm those. Yeah. Now this is one I didn't even write down, but since you said that, I do want to know: Do you want to? Do you want them to keep re, 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 repeating housewives, or do you want them to go ahead and circle them girls back? Because it's no shade to none of the four, because y'all know Eva the Diva is my queen since America's Next Top Model. But uh, girl, we don't seen you already. Like come back in like two years. Like I am, I am with you. I love her, and she was so fun on it. But oh, this isn't what Ultimate Girlship is about. I thought it's supposed to be their ex-wives. Now this is like their new thing. And, I, and I'm and i worried. I think they all had such a really magical six episodes or whatever with that. I don't, I'm like, I, I don't want this to happen again. Yeah, like, and why do you feel like they're promoting season four and we ain't even got a trailer for season three yet? My do question, you think I have cash? I hope not. But like, cause the season three cast looks good. It, it, it's a great cast, but like, they don't seem to care. No, I think they're gonna forget about it, which I hope not. Oh well, because I need more Mo, um, Candace on my screen, and 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 I want to see whatever she got going on between her and Portia. So I need that on my I screen. I am very curious about that too. And she said that it did not end well with her and neck angles. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Candace and Leah seem to be the only two buddy buddies from there. I don't trust Leah McSweeney nowhere near black people. And you have a very fair point for that. Yeah. I don't want her nowhere near black folks. But my last one, 818 Casa de Sol or, or Vita Tequila. <laughs> you know, I'm doing I'm doing Vita because it's the one that's actually from a housewife. No. Housewives need to stop trying to get be friendly with these celebrities that are just no. At least Lisa Barlow's getting a check from Vita. SEC standing. <laughs> that, right. That actually clears because she's the richest one here, honey. Now, let's close out with what's your tagline and where can we find you? What's next for you and all the things you want to promote? Okay, I love it. My tagline, I think, is um, if you can't handle the heat, stay out of my inner thighs because they're chafing like a motherfucker. Word. And you can find me, uh, well, especially for all things Housewives, on uh, Virtual Reality by Page Six, new episodes every Thursday. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Cashmere Danny Cashmere the K. And I also do a true crime scam podcast, not another true crime podcast with Betches Media. New episodes Monday. Yes, and to that I say, honey, thick thighs save, save lives. So if you can't handle the key, key then you're just a pussy. God so, bless that, yes. <laughs> and on that note, that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in to help me facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Danny, for blessing the pod. Thank you so much for being here, guys. This was so fun. Thank you so much. Yes, we have to have you back. Please, let's Please. do this again sometime. I would love. Yes, you are a friend of the show now. So if you have anything going on, the stand-up special, the book, you're, you decide to do music, <laughs> let me know. We'll, <laughs> or if you just feel like talking, come back anytime. I love it. Oh my God, I definitely will. Thank you so much, love. Aww. Now, I'll remind all of you guys to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love all of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>